Hello and welcome to the Keep It or Change Cars podcast. My name is Gugu Masuku and I'm your host. And as always, we've got uh, a lovely guest in the studio. Um, the person in question I've met a few times and he's taken me off-roading, like proper, proper off-roading. And he owns the 4x4 Trail and Training Facility, which is in the Lion and Safari Park. Terence Tracy. Are you well, Mr. Tracy? I am exceptionally well and getting better every second. Getting better every second. I love it when you say <laughs> I love it when you say that. We're mm. also joined by the owner of Change Cars, Michael Pursuit. Mike, how's it? You can't beat that in no, I'm getting better every second. <laughs> I'm just uh, enthused by his enthusiasm. So always, awesome. always. And great to be here with you too. You call him on the phone. Hey, Terence, how's it going? Say it again. I'm perfect, but I'm, but getting, I'm better. getting better. That's it. Always, <laughs> always, always. So Terence, I mean, you, you do some really, really fun stuff on weekends. Um, and I've been there to see it. But for anyone who doesn't know you, who is Terence Tracy and what's, what's your journey been like to get to where you are now with what you're doing? Well, I'm from a little family back in Ireland. My mom and dad loved each other a lot. They had quite a lot of kids. And uh, yeah, my sister is a nun, a Catholic nun, and she came to South Africa in the 70s. Mm-hmm. And uh, when my youngest brother came to visit her and he got married to a South African girl, I then came to his wedding, met a South African girl, Decided to come back to work a couple of years later and loved living in Africa ever since. I've been in Africa since 1981. So I've been alive. Yes, and, and you're an African by birth, maybe, yeah. Mike, an African by birth. I'm an African by choice. Ah, yeah, so, yeah. So, yeah. So, basically, um, I was uh, trained in the hospitality industry, uh, lived in France for a number of years. And um, then in South Africa, I was with Southern Suns and Sun International for uh, many, many years in the catering. Then I bought my own restaurants and that went well for a couple of years. And then COVID made it a bit difficult to make money. Mm-hmm. But all the time I was involved in car racing and car, uh, teaching people how to drive better on the racetrack and uh, defensive driving on the road when you want to learn how to drive better on the South African roads. Mm-hmm. Come and speak to me and I'll teach you how to drive Basically for the other guys on the road as well. If and you go go-karting with Terence, mm-hmm. he will teach you how to drive really? better. He's aggressive. He's fast. He's, <laughs> hey, he taught me how to drive better. But Terence, you said you were in France. Yes. You definitely did not pick up the accent. Uh, je parle français couramment. Oui, je, uh, je parle toujours français. No possibly, uh, possibly you did. <laughs> <laughs> no yeah, I, I lived there for four years and I was very fortunate to have learned French at a very high level. Mm. Um, uh, the first couple of years were difficult. And then, yeah, so still, uh, what is it, 40 years later, I can still speak yes, it very well. And wow. because of that, I was fortunate to have been chosen by Jaguar Land Rover to work in the, in the West African countries where we went to do driver training Amazing. in Senegal, okay. Ivory Coast. We actually finished, um, where the Dakar used to finish, mm-hmm. we spent uh, a weekend driving on the sand dunes there, teaching the customers who were both the, the Land Rovers how to drive them on the sand dunes. But, really, really special. But Terence is very modest, and mm-hmm. I think he hasn't shared with us, so I'm going to share with Go you for it. his true claim to fame. Uh-huh. And our audience is going to be the recipient of his true claim to fame. 12 years ago, Terence? 10. Ten years ago, mm. 2013, the mm. trip from Johannesburg to Coventry in England. Now, not by aeroplane, in a Jolon imp. Well, you called it jo- you, you called it the Joburg to London. That's why you christened it Jolon. Yeah. But a Hillman imp, yeah. a car that is smaller than this table, mm. has got about as much power as the people around this table. <laughs> Tell us about that journey briefly and then share with our audience what you want us to do for you. 
Well, basically, it was uh, to celebrate the car's 50th birthday. Uh, I'm a member of the M Club, and I've been for many years. It was my car, my family's first car when I was a kid. Uh, we, I was 15 years old before we could afford to buy a car, obviously. Big family, you know. Mm. <laughs> anyway, yeah, yeah. so yeah, so basically we bought, uh, my, one of my, my brothers bought a Hillman Imp, and then uh, being that I raced in South Africa with a Ford Capri first, I decided to build a new car for the racetrack, and I, I built a Hillman Imp, and then subsequently bought a couple of more Hillman Imps. And for this 50th birthday, I contacted the chairman of the Imp Club in England, and I said, Graham, Terence, I'm going to be um, joining you for the celebration in two and a half years' time for the 50th birthday, and I'm going to drive one of my Hillman Imps to Coventry. He says, yes. From South idea. Africa. No, no listen he, to that. He, yeah, yeah. He, he said, no, that's a great uh, plan. A lot of guys will be driving to Coventry. He said, which town are you coming from? So I said, I'm coming from Randburg. He said, where's Randburg? I said, just north of Johannesburg. He said, no, 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 you're mad. You won't make it. <laughs> yeah. And you did so, it anyway. Of course, we did make He's it. He's thinking yes. you're coming from Kent, from Leicester, <laughs> somewhere in England. I mean, anywhere else in England would have also been far in that car. Yeah, yeah. Top speed of that car on a downhill, 55 k's an hour? Uh, no, it was actually 90, just about 95. He's yeah. exaggerating. The horsepower of that car was 39 horsepower. What is that in kilowatts for those 25. of us that look at this side? It's very little. It's really? very little, 25, yeah. 27 that's kilos. No, that's, it, that's, it, that's look, nothing. it's got enough power to mow your lawn twice. <laughs> It can't pull the skin off a rice pudding, I can tell you that. Yeah. Anyway, listen, we're not going to talk about that car all night long because yeah. I can. <laughs> but what I have done is uh, the story was such a fantastic story, mm. it would have been wrong for me not to write a book about it. So I've yeah. written a book about it. And Michael and, and Google, I'm prepared to let one of our listeners um, actually get a copy of that book. I brought a copy into the studio with me tonight and gladly uh, I would like uh, to offer that to To give away the, a book. Uh, to That's give away awesome. a book, yes. Yeah, Thank yeah. you, Terrence. So the book is called No Way Back. I personally have read it. There's some magnificent photos. It's easy reading. Yeah. And one of our lucky audience, write into podcast at changecars.co.za. And if we choose you, we'll courier you the copy of this magnificent book signed by Terence Tracy. And we'll go one step further. Gugu and myself will sign it also. We'll yeah. sign Just it Just so well. we can feel good. <laughs> we'll sign it at Can the I ask you, Michael, why was the book called No Way Back? Very important to tell them that. Because if I recall, you had no reverse gear in the car. You go yes, exactly. 10,000 Ks oh, wow. or 13,000 Ks without a reverse gear. That is and it, it was a super positive idea because when we got into trouble, I said to Jeff, listen, remember, we haven't got reverse. There's no going back. Wow. So we use it as a positive affirmation yeah, to actually yeah. say, listen, we haven't got reverse. We have to fix whatever problem or whoever's giving us drama at the border, we're going to get through this. We're going to get through. That's <laughs> off to you and Jeff times two. <laughs> that is insane. That's, it's an intriguing story and I'd love to read the book as well. I'll get yeah. myself a copy. Cool, cool. Podcast yeah. at changecars.co.za. <laughs> right in. Yeah. <laughs> Need advice? Visit changecars.co.za and click on the Keep It or Change Cars tab. Now, Terence, you're here because you know quite a bit about cars, and we would like to get your inputs and help our listeners out there. We've got a question from Willy Potgetter from, I'm going to try to pronounce this correctly, Odendal Rus in, in the Free State. Did I get it right? You got Odendal's Rus right, the second part. <laughs> Odendal's Rus. Odendal's Rus in the Free State, yeah. indeed. So he's from there, and he wants to understand why there's such a big obsession with Toyota and Ford in South Africa when it comes to buckies. Now you do quite a bit of four by four and you see a lot of these cars and a lot of these guys. Why do you think there's such a big obsession with these two brands in double cab buckies? Well, the Toyota 
from a point of view of reliability, is second to none. Agreed. I have been through Africa from top to toe, as you know, and really, if you want to know what's the most popular vehicle in that continent, it's got to be Toyota. Okay. So basically, it's reliability of the Toyota and the fact that they are exceptionally good off-road. Mm. But and parts as well, I'd imagine. If you're anywhere in Africa, you will be able to get parts for a Toyota, right? Yes, yes, you will. And that's obviously um, a big challenge for the other manufacturers. Now, you also mentioned another car called Ford, mm. and that's also been gaining popularity. And this year, I think it's just outstripped the Toyotas for the first time in many years, if I'm not mistaken. Car of the year? Yeah, the Ranger, and then yeah, and then. Uh, but obviously, uh, they remember that there's a lot of uh, copying uh, of good ideas from one manufacturer to another. And clearly, um, all these modern cars, in my opinion, these days have got very good capabilities, and they copy from each other. So mm. you know, whether it's got a, a, a blue oval badge on the front, or whether it's got a Nissan badge, or whether it's got a Toyota badge, a lot of it is to do with personal. Um, what would you call the personal Preference. uh, preferences? Yes, yeah. Um, however, uh, the modern cars are just good Super cars capable. to use, and 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 they all have issues and they also have problems. But yeah, uh, so does everything in life. Mike, your thoughts? So I second everything you said about the Toyota. The Toyota reliability, the Toyota parts backup, service back out, wide range speaks for itself. You cannot fault a Toyota. I get that. When it comes to Ford, I must be honest. I do not get it. I get Vili's question, why the obsession with Ford? Mm. If you took Nissan, if you took Mitsubishi, Isuzu, Mazda, my personal opinion, and I don't think I'm wrong, is an immeasurably better product. Ford are doing incredible marketing at the That's moment. That's right. Yeah. They just do brilliant marketing, mm. built Ford tough. Mm. If you say something often enough, you'll believe it. Yeah. It's not built Ford tough, <laughs> it's built Ford style. Yeah. I don't believe that Ford is an excellent product. I don't think it's a bad product. Yeah. I just don't get the fascination. And hence why Billy's asking. I mean, yeah. Toyota, in yeah. your opinion, faultless? Faultless, absolutely. Ford, faultless? Not quite. So, Terence, when it comes to Toyota, not I or anybody with any modicum of knowledge of the motor trade will not agree with you. Toyota, whatever it is, parts availability, service backup, quality of product, absolutely exemplary. What I don't get, and I'm very honest with people, is the Ford mania. It's almost mm. like Ford have marketed that Ford tough very, very well, and now Ford is perceived as the equal to Toyota. You indicated that the sales figures bear that out. Ford mm. is now mm. outselling. Did they deserve to win the car of the year? No question. I think it's an excellent, excellent looking car, comfort, etc. But I don't get the mania. Has it stood the test of time? Not yet. It's new. So we'll see in time. Time will tell, right? Yeah. Time will tell. Yeah. Okay, so let's talk about 4x4ing. Um, you've obviously built like a, an insanely magnificent 4x4 obstacle course out in the line in Safari Park, which I've been to twice. Recently on a motorbike. Wow. Which is, you were there. Yes. It's yeah. crazy. You yeah. don't want to get stuck there. <laughs> no, in the line in Safari Park, you don't want to get stuck. So just to digress, while I was there, I'm, I'm on the bike. I'm the only guy on a bike. And the guys in the lion camp are like, come through here. I'm like, and I'm not stupid. I'm not coming in there. <laughs> so Terrence, tell us, how do you how do you grade obstacles in a, in a, in a four by four course like yours? How do you grade them? Because I know there's like, Grade one or level one, level two? Mm-hmm. Yeah, look, it basically, it's a, it's a rough indicator as to the difficulty level of the obstacle. What mm. is the uh, starting point? Is grade one the easiest? Grade one. Grade one would be a gravel road. Uh, for example, the roads that take 
people through the line at Safari right. Park where they can do a self-drive to watch the, the animals. Yes. Like a front wheel drive Audi R8 can go on that. It could, yes, it could. But um, but you wouldn't. <laughs> you, 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 you can if you want to. Uh, you can even take a Ferrari. I mean, I have recently taken a, had a Ferrari out at Tarleton from Johannesburg for a, a video shoot, and it was the scariest thing in the world to get that Ferrari all the way out without getting caught yeah. in, a, in, in, in a pothole or, yeah. or a bump. Uh, it wasn't my car, so yeah. Um, getting back to the trail, so so you need to let people know before they get onto an obstacle, more or less the difficulty level, mm. uh, especially for the novices, because if you are a novice, you would need maybe a little bit of help. If you're an experienced four by four guy, you will know that is that's quite serious. So is that why you always see that little arrow that will say one, two, three, four, or five? Yeah. And if it's a five, it will normally have like a funny thing next to it. Don't be mad. Oh, yes, yeah. Your yeah. that type of thing. Yeah, yeah. Basically, st- uh, category five is pretty much top level uh, of difficulty. Oh, yeah. Um, so, so level one, you would say, is a gravel road mm-hmm. where you could take a normal sedan car. Yeah. Uh, level two is where... Uh, or level two of or category two, you could call it, is where the road is then a bit rougher, and you would really need to have a four by four, an all-wheel drive, for example, a, a, um, a Land Rover a Freelander or a a, a a four-wheel drive car that has got a little bit of clearance and it has also got um, a single-speed box, not low range as right. well. You don't okay. need low range for level two, okay? Okay, or category two, category three. We're starting to get interesting now because there you would uh, – well, sorry, going back to one and two, any driver with normal driving skills can get through. Mm. Level like Google, for example, could easily go like, one yeah, and two. Yeah, he, he's done it a few times. In actual yeah, fact, he has done it a few times. In actual fact, I've seen him on the Twister. Yeah. Obstacle number three at the Lions Ride Park. So basically, level three, you would need a driver with a certain amount of um, uh, off-road skill. Okay. You would also need to have – a car with good clearance, mm-hmm. reasonable clearance, fairly good off-road tires, and you would need to have low range. Very important. Okay. okay. So then that's for level three. Level four, you would need to have, again, your car with low range. You would need to have good clearance, very good off-road tires, and you need to have a guy or a lady that has got good uh, Directional driver, skill. Driver skill. Oh, driver no, skill. Good driver skill, yeah. How important yeah. is the person who's directing you turn left? Do you need that? Yes, you, you do need that um, uh, in certain cases. Depends on the, lever, the, the driver skill okay. of, the, of the person in the car. You wouldn't want to be going through a divorce mm-hmm. and on your last trip with your uh, soon-to-be ex-wife and they don't guide you. No, no, say no, that. Not a good idea. You could get her to drive. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You've got a secret you, you get her to drive, wouldn't yeah. you? <laughs> So, yeah, so then now we haven't talked about level five yet. Um, So level five is where you basically have an obstacle that you are likely to get stuck. You will possibly, almost probably need to be recovered. In other words, you will hurt your car. and, And you will risk damaging your car. And there are particular testicular requirements for that? You, again, you have to have a car that's well... No, testicular requirements, oh, no. I said. <laughs> yeah, you, yeah. you need big ones. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, big corners, yeah. So basically, um, you need to have a car that is well kitted out for it. 
probably with a belly plate mm -hmm. and a, a raised nose. Mm -hmm. For example, these bull bars that have got... A steel bar. Uh, so, so in other words, you, we get rid of the mascara of the car. We yeah, call yeah. it mascara. You know that... Take out the, the bottom jaw. When you, yeah, the bottom jaw. Yeah. Like the, the plastic bumpers, yeah. fly them, put a, a bull bar on, yeah. so it's, which is raised a little bit, so you get more... Um, a clearance when you're approaching. Okay. So now, Terence, for the audience, we've gone through the grades one through five. Yeah. Is that up to the proprietor to decide what it is, or is there a grading council? Are there mm. accepted norms? The, there might be a grading council, and they they haven't contacted me to say I'm right. doing the wrong thing yet. <laughs> so I think, yeah, basically it's a guideline. Like but I said, up to the, the proprietor to yeah. say, yeah. I, I view this as a level yeah. three. Yeah. If you view it differently and you get stuck, let me know. Like, for example, uh, two weeks ago, I had a very nice big crowd of experienced off-roaders mostly. One or two of them were novices. And uh, one of the guys was saying, no, not this, doing is not, it. this is not a, no, this is not a level four. This is not a, a level four. This is a level three. So, yeah, you get people that think this is easier for me. Okay. You know what I mean? Even my, my category five is also, um, for some guys, they will say, mm, it's difficult, but doable. Right. And yeah, so again, it's a moot point, you could say. Fair enough. Want SA's leading insurance? Visit changecars.co.za and click on the discovery logo. Okay, so you speak about level five um, being so difficult that it requires, it's likely going to require recovery. And I think that fits very well into our next question here. So we've got a question from a guy named Willem. Um, he's 49 from Pretoria North. And he says he's an avid um, social off-roader and he's seen two 4x4 episodes in All Things Motoring, the show that we drew. Um, one was obviously at your place and at the Lion and Safari Park and the other was at Devault, right? Mm -hmm. So his question is re recovery orientated. How important is it to have all the recovery gear that all the real mana, as he says, have when they go off-roading? It depends on how serious you are about tackling obstacles. Again, if you go into a, a Category 5, expect to be recovered. So there, you will need to have... And, and when you go with these clubs, the, 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 the guy leading the club will say, guys, in the morning, remember, you're all responsible for your own recovery gear. So if you get stuck, you need to pull out your pull rope or your or your snatch uh, rope or your and, or your and pull yourself out and, and no 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 you can you can get the guys to help you but mm. you need to supply your equipment to connect to the other cars okay. use your winch to connect to the other cars not let them pull their winch down and ah. pull you out so that's like an unwritten rule or it's a gentleman's agreement if you like however the the equipment that you would need for example um, one of the first pieces of equipment that you can get, and it's very easy to get, you can get it at any hardware store. Can I guess? Yes. Shovel. A spade. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Absolutely. And that's okay. not, that wasn't uh, rehearsed. No, so that's, that's exactly right, Michael. And, and you can get out of so much trouble uh, with using a spade. For example, I had a call a couple of months back from the Lions Safari Park saying, there's people stuck on your track. Could you help them? Mm. So then I went out and I found out more or less where they were and I got found where they were and it was two young ladies who had taken their dad's fortuna and ramped it up on a rock and obviously it was just a matter of packing rocks behind it mm -hmm. and i said to the lady now just pop it into reverse and uh, reverse out and four she, by two or four by four she was spinning the back wheel and i said no you must put it into four by four she says how do you do that and then I looked, <laughs> it was a four by two so that's why they got stuck uh, so yeah okay. so basically very often it's just a matter of putting uh, positioning rocks. I think yeah, yeah. you saw that yourself when uh, we were bringing you through. Yes. Positioning rocks. Um, so just rocks on the side of the track mm. can help you to get out of trouble. But good equipment to get would be, the first thing is, set of gloves. Good okay. leather gloves. 
You get it from any good four by four track. Um, a pull strap is a uh, is a strap that you tie onto the cars that need to be pulled out of trouble. Mm-hmm. Good uh, quality one, I suppose, uh, because it's mu- not. No, there's no such thing as good quality. Mm-hmm. You have to have a rated one. Okay, it's got a rating on it. So in other words, it's got a little um, uh, fly sheet on it, and in in that it'll tell you at what what strength you can pull with that, what weight you can pull safely with it. Okay. And if you do not have rated kit, do not use it. Okay. Uh, for example, I did a training session this morning and I showed the guys my, um, my uh, recovery kit and I said, can you tell me anything about this sea shackle? It's like a, a shackle that you bolt onto the car and pull. And the first guy said to me, yeah, it's not rated. And I said, exactly. That you do not use. And then, so you basically have to have ropes or, or, or either a rope or a strap to pull the cars. And then if you need to pull a car out of mud or in, in sand, you would use what's called a kinetic rope or a snatch rope. Mm. That one has got a certain amount of elasticity. Okay. So there's two things that have always struck me. Number mm. one, I do not personally, because I've done quite a bit of 4 by 4 I do not believe you need all the safety equipment. But what do you, not sorry, not safety, recovery equipment. Mm-hmm. Safety equipment is something completely different. Mm. I've watched people recovering cars, mm. and it's been mind-boggling to me that they're still alive. Yeah. So they will put a winch uh, onto another car, and they'll be standing around right there where the winch is, Okay. Anything can happen. The winch can come off the one vehicle. It snaps. Do you know what a winch will do? It will decapitate you, take your car in half. Absolutely. Something as simple as that. Yeah. I find that mind-boggling. Yeah. The ropes. If that yeah. rope even snaps, okay, yeah. it's got a little point on it. Mm-hmm. Depends where it snaps. But if that point hits you, that's like being hit by an, a, an, a hammer. Mm. Yeah. Crazy. In actual fact, a lot of people under, uh, misunderstand the the, um, the fact that a, a tow hitch on a, on a on the back of a car to pull a trailer, that is designed to break off at 120 pounds pressure. You know that? Because right. if you go down the road and you roll your trailer, yeah, and if the trailer has got a strong it's tow hitch, with it. it'll take, take the car with. It. Sure. So it's designed yes. to break at 120 pounds pressure. Not, now yeah. imagine using that as a as a tow point. Yeah. Uh, as, a, as, a, as a recovery point. Yeah. It'll take pressure, 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 and eventually it'll at 120, it'll become a bullet, that, that size thing. bullet. Jeez. Yeah. So basically, um, you're talking about standing next to the winch or the rope. It, that is called the circle of death. Mm. You actually have to measure it out specifically. It's quite cool. a scientific thing, mm. the recovery um, um, training. You actually have to take it and measure exactly how far the rope would go before you snapped. even connect it, yeah. and then th- you swing, take it both ways. That's the circle of death. Look, I'll say this. I, I mean, my mind is blown right now, and I'll say that if anyone wants to get into this, they need to come for training. Yeah, with you. absolutely. Yeah. Just, and, and the nice thing is we do basic training for yeah. the guys who have got a 4 by 4 and they have got no idea how the buttons work, what the car does. Mm. We take them for basic training, very simple stuff, and then we also do intermediate and we do advanced and we do recovery. Absolutely. So anybody who wants to know more. There's two pieces of advice I'll give anybody, and this is on any facet of life. Mm. It's very rare that you'll be able to make a mistake that somebody hasn't made before you, mm-hmm. and it's very rare that you'll be able to make a mistake that if you took the right advice – that you would still make it. Mm. Anything that you're going to do to get yourself into trouble. Guys, tell me, what do I do if my car's stuck underwater? Mm. I was at the vault. Yeah. They've got a little river there, mm-hmm. okay, and the guys were going through. And you need to have a very good vehicle with a snorkel to go through. Guy goes through in a Daihatsu Terios, okay. He gets stuck in the middle. 
in the middle. I'm watching this. Guy gets uh, the car, the car physically cuts out, cuts out. What does a guy try to do? And Idiot oh. with all due respect. What do is you, a what's a one no no when your car's underwater? Do not start it again. This do guy knew better. This guy knew better. I've done it before. <laughs> I'll get my car started. <sighs> well, sucked all of that water in. It, it just bends your pistons. Literally, yes. the water gets sucked into the exhaust. Yeah, bends your pistons. No. You're not That's starting bad. it again. Looking to buy a new or used car? Visit changecars.co.za. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so I mean, let's talk about upgrades, right? If if someone wants to get into into four by fouring, yeah. not in a diet to tribulus, <laughs> terrios. Yeah. Well, this guy's upgrading his engine. <laughs> oh, exactly. <laughs> what sort of mods does one need to to do? What are the basics that one can do to a vehicle to get started um, with social four by fouring, for instance? Well, the first thing, the, the thing that touches the 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 four by four track more than anything mm. are the tires. So, so get buy the right good, ones. good tires. Yes. Buy good all tires. All terrain? Uh, it depends on what you're doing. If mm. you're going to buy uh, all terrain, they are very good because they are cross-purpose. They can take you okay. comfortably to school and back with the kids. You can take you to the shopping. You can take you to Cape Town. And uh, when you go on uh, the rough, you can also go on the rough, and they're quite capable. Okay? If you take a mud terrain, like I've got in my car now, believe me, there's no point in having a sound system in the car. Because it's noisy. The whole time. Yeah. Ah, yeah. You actually think your bearing in your wheels is gone. Jeez. But remember, when I go into the mud, then I'm smiling. Mm. Because it just is, it's, it's horses for courses. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, you need to know what are you going to do most of. Mm. Uh, obviously, I spend my time basically in the off-road. So it's, it makes sense for me to have uh, mud terrain tires. But can I throw a positive spanner in the works? Yeah. You're looking to get into 4 by 4 wing. Mid-range, you're not going to go to uh, North Africa, okay? Mm. You went to North Africa in the Yeoman, so you can go in anything. You buy yourself a Jeep Wrangler. You buy mm. yourself a Mitsubishi Pajero. Mm. Two cars that are fundamentally so capable. You know yeah. what, what do you do to them? Mm -hmm. Zero. Mm. They don't need anything. They've mm. got the ground clearance. Yeah. They've got the right tires. Sure, you're not going to go through wading... Uh, two meters underwater. Yeah, yeah, but do you yeah. agree with me that oh, on a car like that, you do not need to do anything? 100%. And, and, and as well, the, the, the best advice I can give to anybody is do it by drip irrigation. Do not take your car down to the store and say, put me a bull bar on. Put me a winch on. Yeah. Put me the, just mm -hmm. drive the obstacles and, 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 see. and you realize, mm, I've, 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 I've touched my, my little mascara um, plastic bumper a few times. Yeah. Let, then Tell you what, the sound let, of it. Let me save up for a bull bar and then change that. Okay. Then now you've got that done. You've seen my stock standard mm. 2007 Jeep Grangler Unlimited. Yeah. Stock standard. Where mm. does that car not go? Well, I've seen it going through all of the uh, line of safari park. 100%. Fundamentally, incredibly mm. capable. Yeah, yeah. Go put in, uh, I don't want to mention a name, and go put on these fancy suspensions, high lift, you ruin that car. It becomes mm. undrivable on the road. Yeah. Try climb into it. Keep mm. your car stock standard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Price-wise, if you wanted to get into 4 by 4 and just for fun on the weekend, yeah. what would you say you need to spend on a vehicle? And again, I'm not going to be arrogant, but I know the figure. Starting point. What can you find a nice weekend car for? I would say 250,000 rand. I would say, right. I think respectfully, far, far less. Mm. 
You could buy some nice old cruisers, nice old Discovery oh, oh, Touring. I beg your pardon. Yes, I, 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 I follow your question now. 100%. You, you, get, you, you just want you, to you stuff, get, the, you, you just you, want to have fun on the weekend. Oh, my gosh. If you don't mind paying, spending a little bit of money on petrol, uh, you can get like a petrol uh, Jeep for 40 grand, yeah. 50 grand. Yeah. And, and these things are the most capable. A Cherokee, really. uh, a Cherokee, grand Cherokee. You, you, the square yeah. ones. Uh, 100%. You, you can get the old Nissan Safaris, the straight, uh, straight six Safari. What for, for for if you pay seventy thousand, it's got everything inside still, and it's brand new. It's never it's Just never. On fuel. For example, yeah, yes, yeah. recently I picked up a little a Nissan Hardbody, and it had one hundred thirty eight thousand kilometers on the clock. Um, the gear lever obviously had a little bit of wear because it's a leather covered gear lever. But he the four by four gear lever was brand new. It's never been touched. So that car was fantastic, and that was one hundred and seventy. So yeah, you're right. But, wow. but that's what I want to say for our mm. audience. You're looking to have a bit of fun. Mm. Go back to the question. Do I need to spend money to upgrade my vehicle? No. Mm. Buy yourself a Nissan Patrol, a 2002 Nissan Patrol, 4,500 or 3 litre diesel, 100, 120 grand. And start playing. Yeah, start absolutely. Start playing, start having fun. And then yeah. if you want to start uh, modifying it, modifying it bit by bit when yeah. your budget allows and, 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 it, and, and what you want to do with it indicates or, or dictates what you actually should change. And then work yourself up to a beautiful U-shaped Porsche Cayenne, 4 million rand, and take it off-road, and you'll have you, a lot of fun. You, You've done it, haven't you? No, likely no, no, story, never, never. likely story, yeah. <laughs> okay. Oh, yeah, I think that sums it up. Um, quite interesting. And you know what? It, it's, it's very insightful realizing all the things that go into it, that you don't just get in there, like the safety side. And I'd love to have you back to chat about all the safety and, you know, setting up a parameter, et cetera, yeah, et cetera. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, we will do that. We'll Absolutely, do that. I will be glad to do that. It, and and just remember one thing, gentlemen. You know, when you were born, Michael, and, and you go go very you, special. You, you obviously, you you weren't able to run. You weren't even able to walk, actually. Mm. So just remember one thing: very very important for the listeners. Life always starts in low range. Okay, starts in low range. <laughs> when Chuck, when Chuck awesome. Norris was born, you know that he slapped a doctor. <laughs> on his way out <laughs> on his way out but just to absolutely sum up yes <laughs> if you took any sport that you were looking to get into it could be camping it mm -hmm. could be boating it could be aeroplanes mountain biking I do not believe you could get into a cheaper sport than 4 by 4 would I be right? oh I agree I agree. And you know what the nice thing about it is? When you're four by fouring, you don't drive over the pavements in Santon and, and drive down to the center of Janibar. You're driving out into the, into nature. Guys, you, it's beautiful out there. I no, mean, no, it for me to actually build a four by four track out in the Lanceria, in the, in the, in the Lanceria uh, countryside there at the Lion Safari Park, it's it stunning. is special. Your, yours is special. stunning. And what makes yours special for me is that you basically doing your four by fouring, but you get to see all these wild animals all around you. You've got yeah. Zebras, giraffes, lions, and yeah. it's just—it's—it's it's mind-blowingly beautiful. Yeah, it really is, and and it's a huge farm, so it, it makes it it makes it really nice. And you know, we're we're forever developing new parts of the track, and sure. and it's now becoming—I can honestly say it's becoming Khateng's premier off-road wow. track. That's what the guys are telling yeah, me. Not in my wow. opinion; it's what the people are telling They're me. They're talking about premier, so. Mm. On the show, I always take great pride in a shout out to incredible facilities. The Lion and Safari Park itself is the most welcoming, well-run, well-maintained facility. You know my uh, opinion of Marius and his crew. Yes. You know my opinion of your facility. It's yeah. just magnificent. It is the number one tourist facility in Gauteng. Did you yes. know that? I knew that, yeah. yeah. It really is. And, and, and wow. so it should be.
Terence, thank you so much for joining us in studio. Uh, I think we've gained a ton of insights from you. And if anyone's looking to do any off-roading 4 by 4 I think you're the person to talk to. And if you're interested in reading the book, I think the book is phenomenal. He tells a lot of stories. We've got one for you that Terence is giving away. He has signed it. So email us, podcast at changecars.co.za. And to whet your appetites in this book, uh, I found an interesting thing here. Right at the end of the book, Terence says he got zero punches, zero arguments, zero bribes paid on this entire journey, um, zero items stolen from them, zero illnesses, uh, zero money on well, zero money on returning from the trip, which means they were probably broke, and zero regrets. And I think if you've got zero regrets, it's all you need. If you're looking for advice, motoring-related advice, email us podcast at changecars.co.za. That's what we're here for. If you're looking for a vehicle, changecars.co.za. You're not going to get scammed, caravan, boats, whatever it is. That's where you'll find it. And if you need insurance, click on the discovery tab, and you'll get yourself an obligation-free quote. For South Africa's best motoring content, catch all things motoring on DSTV Channel 189 and on YouTube. New episodes every week.